Welcome to Wild Quincy, a podcast that looks into the little-known and forgotten past of Quincy, Illinois. With 49 episodes and over 41 hours of recordings, Wild Quincy has dove deep into the history of Quincy, Illinois. With this being our 50th episode, we're taking a look back at the first 49 and talking about our favorites with guest co-hosts and former KHQA morning show anchor Chad Douglas. That coming up next. Now, here's your host, Chris Ketters and Travis Hoffman. Back here for another edition of your favorite new podcast. And not only is it your favorite new podcast, but we're also a little bit old because it's a celebration and we're celebrating in style. Travis is with us and also Chad Douglas co-hosting. Hey, Chad, how are you doing? I'm doing great. And I, I, 50 episodes in, first of all, congratulations. Thank Secondly, you. I think you need to drop the new out of the favorite no, new podcast. No, no, Just say no, no. favorite podcast. No, no. It's always got new, right, Travis? Unfortunately, yes. It always has new. Now, we may have <laughs> had that conversation in the past. Maybe. Maybe add a K to it and make but it you know what? new. Because you learn. Retro is the new tro. So we're with it. Because it used to be. Experience it again. It's someone's first time every time, Chad. That's a thing. That's true. That's true. That's true. So, uh, yeah, it is our 50th episode in. So, of course, we go back to the old way, and we're going to bring it. We have our co-host with us that's going to join us for uh, this episode in number 50, and it's going to be an exciting one. We'll tell you about the details about what's coming up in just a few minutes. But as always, we got to take care of the homework, take the clothes out of the dryer, and uh, take out the trash. And also, we have to say hello to new Patreon members. Travis, you got one of those, don't Boy, you? Boy, yeah, you were setting me up, but I didn't know for what. <laughs> I was skating all over the place. <laughs> do, do some chores. and uh, He was, he was get, get get scenic route like, to that thought, wasn't it? My God. <laughs> your 72 cents allowance. <laughs> we, Chris, we do. I, I'm losing sight of the topic here. A new Patreon. We love our wild things, and this is no exception to Brandy Spicknell, who joined us at the $5 Medium Jeff special level. Brandy is showing her love and support of Wild Quincy, and uh, we get a little note here in a minute telling you how you can do the same. Uh Hey, we, we didn't talk about the the credentials of our guest, uh, Chris. Yeah, I, I feel like it's it. important. Uh, fresh off the Unmasking the Singer event here with the uh, the Croc Center Salvation Army, mm-hmm. uh, Chad Douglas joins us. He is also the host of Scrambled, the children's mental health podcast, which you co-host with Nikki Shields. And you guys are getting mm-hmm. some crazy local promotion. And you guys, you're go, you already hit 50, right? We're getting really close. We just released number 48. So 48. around late June, actually June 21st will be our 50th episode. Yeah, no, Chad, Chad's always uh, bringing a light air to the what can be a serious topic over there, as well as uh, giving you the most in-depth information on how to properly eat a fruit roll-up. So thank you, Chad. <laughs> yeah, that episode might freak you out a little bit. <laughs> but in all the right ways, yeah. Yes, yeah. of course, because fruit roll-ups are delicious. Thank you for the plug, by the way. That's awesome. Absolutely. Yeah, no problem. Uh, yeah, it's uh, been great to, to listen to that and uh, kind of see you grow in your podcast world. You know, you spent so many years behind the camera, and it was kind of neat when you kind of turned to this guy that just did some podcast every once in a while and said, hey, what's your thoughts on this? And I'm like, well, let me give you some ideas. Yeah, you <laughs> so. were very helpful, Chris, in, in getting that uh, uh, scramble podcast off the ground. A lot of good information. Uh, no there, problem. So. I From just you. read a book, so... Well, that's all I had. So uh, Chris, I read most I, uh, of the book. Chris, I'll give you a few seconds if you need to adjust your headphones. Um, <laughs> yeah. Wait a minute. I got I got these shiny <laughs> things that are big. covering my eyes up here. <laughs> all right. 
No, 50 episodes. You guys yeah. are near. We're hitting it. Chris, what's on the agenda for an exciting 50th episode? Here? Well, uh, we have, of course, all of our favorite stuff. We're going to take a look at our uh, question of the day. But first of all, Travis, we have the wild files we got to hit up. We want to talk about that. Boy, do I. We just had a great submission. And the wild files, if you've been living under a rock here for a while, I've been preaching pretty hard. It is any story you have of the weird, wild, or wonderful that what we're looking to do here is get some cool stories to share with you guys in the off season. Uh, we know some people, we get emails occasionally from someone who's missing us saying, when's, when's the next season? When's come back? Well, I tell you what, we don't have to go away, guys. We don't have to go anywhere on the, the this off season. You can ride this thing into the next season if you guys give us your stories. You can do that by emailing wildquincy at gmail.com. Also hit us up on social media. Great story about a haunting that is, or a building that's a former nightclub, now current eatery. The nice ghost story from someone who worked there coming up on the wild files here in the future. So Ooh. we want to hear yours. Do it. 612-666-9453. 612-666-WILD is another way to get a hold of us. It's wild. it's wild. I'm going to regret this, but it reminds me of in the 90s when Dana Carvey would do Johnny Carson. That is weird, wild stuff. <laughs> Remember right. that, SNL? That's right. Okay, yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh, that's good stuff. Yeah. You are uh, correct, sir. Bill <laughs> <laughs> Hartman's Ed McMahon. That was epic. Yes. That was epic. Uh, nice. It was, was good times. Yeah. All right. Well, we got to get to rocking and rolling here. But first of all, we have to do the question of the day. And uh, this one's a little bit different. And we'll let both you guys ponder this uh, as we go into the break. But so you guys remember old Bush Stadium, right? The old one with the kind of look like a bull, right? Sure. Yep. Well, let's uh, look back at that because during the flood of 93, at the peak flow rate, the Mississippi River was moving at, get this, 7.5 million gallons of water every second. Yikes. Was going past, all right? So at that rate, how long would it take to fill Bush Stadium to the brim with water? You guys remember this from back in the day? It was a kind Nobody of a said story. there would be math. <laughs> I'm not going <laughs> to. Here's the catch, guys. Decision. Oh, you don't I'm, know this, Chad? Oh, oh. <laughs> Well, sorry, I, you, you got to feel this one. I already know, so it wouldn't be right. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> uh, here's the thing. Usually I give you choices. Not even going to give you choices this time. You're just going to have to give me your guess of what the question is. Alexa, how much water would it take to fill <laughs> no, the old Bush Stadium? stop. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, so again, the question is back during the flood of 93. At its peak flow rate, the Mississippi River was moving at 7.5 million gallons of water every second. At that rate, how long would it take to fill up Bush Stadium to the brim? That's old Bush Stadium to the brim with water. We'll have the answer to that question coming your way at the end of this episode. But as we mentioned, it is episode number 50. And it's time to take a look back at the last 49. And we're going to pick out our top five of Wild Quincy episodes. And that's coming up next right here on Wild Quincy. Here's what you missed on the latest After Hours episode of Wild Quincy. And I think that has something to do with what was happening in the World War II time frame. Did anybody know, you know what significance happened? Boy, I just threw my teacher hat on. Did you catch that? I just went, does anybody yeah. know what happened? Yeah. In 19- I'm like, dude, I'm, I like looked up from my Googling like, dude, I'm the only one here, man. You talking to me? I, you know, hey, let me give you a little teacher insight. I've learned this as, I, 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 as I've been doing this, uh, being a teacher and instructor, is when you can't remember, you form it in the word of a question to your students, and then they answer it for you. You're like, yep, that's the answer. <laughs> Our After Hours episodes are available exclusively for Patreon members by going to patreon.com slash wildquincy. 
For just a couple dollars a month, not only will you double the amount of Wild Quincy episodes at your fingertips, but you'll also be supporting our efforts as we continue to dive into the wild and crazy history of our favorite town. Also, as a Patreon member, you can take part in our live events and Patreon-only outings, as well as having access to our regular episodes two days before they are released to the public. It's easy. Just head to patreon.com slash wildquincy. That's patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash wildquincy and become a wild thing today. Well, Travis, it is time to dive in to these top 50. No, that's not right. How about a top five of the 50 episodes that we've done so far? <laughs> top 50 of our top five. <laughs> would, we will be, be here for six hours. Be a long one. It would be easier to do the top 50 because <laughs> yeah. oh, lay it right that's out. That's sweet. That's sweet of you. Yeah, yeah there, that is, that's nice. Uh, yeah, so we are going to go through the top five lifts. Again, this is a, kind of a fun flowing. We're not really too worried about how the setup is. We're just going to have fun with this and uh, just you know relax and have a good time with Chad here tonight. So uh, I'm going to get things kicked off with my uh, number five of what's uh, my top five list was and my favorite episode comes in season three episode four in the top five list that is my number five you guys remember uh, chuck schultz coming by mm-hmm. of course yeah. of course so great guess. yeah he uh was definitely one of mine a couple of reasons um you know when travis and i and chad i'm sure you're in the same boat growing up he was such a prominent figure in the Quincy area and, and he, you know, you saw him all the time and he was involved with the community and obviously he was mayor at the time. Um, you know, it actually got to the point where I was one of the people that, um, when I ran for public office, I kind of like used him as a role model because of it, because, you know, of, of seeing him as I was growing up. So, uh, and just having the chance to talk to him. And one of the things I got to mention with him is that, um, you know, he's one of those guys that, uh, you said this, Travis, you had personal experiences with it, that if you have a conversation with them, it turns into five amazing stories, right? Yeah. Yeah. Chuck, he's always on. It's incredible. He just, he was, he was uh, at that mayor position in just such an interesting time in Quincy's history. And uh, he has such great stories about things that really shaped, especially for us, Chris. I think those are the events we remember the most. He was kind of the man in charge yeah. here in local. Yeah, he was. So, so, so yeah, I'm going to kick off the list with one of our people episodes, and that was with the former mayor, Chuck Schultz. Travis, I'm going to turn it over to you. What's your number five? Number five for me, uh, it was in season three. I can't give you the exact episode number, but it was the Fanschmidt Axe Murders. Mm. We had Beth Lane, author of Lies Told Under Oath. Chris, you're from that neck of the woods, so if you're like me, you have you feel like a connection to this this horrific case, this axe murder that happened. Um, it was great having Beth on; she just knows so much about the topic. What do you think? That was an amazing book, and I loved it. And I've read it multiple times, and it was so great. And it's probably one of the few times where I've had an author that I've actually been in contact with that didn't end up in a lawsuit. Um, different story, different <laughs> podcast. Uh, but uh, yeah, Beth is amazing. Tra- Travis Hoffman is not affiliated with, with <laughs> neither is Chad of Hannibal. <laughs> uh, so, but no, it's a uh, she's an amazing author, and I was so excited to get an opportunity to actually talk with her and, and for us to have an interview with her because she did such amazing research for that book, and it was such a great book and well done. So, yeah, I, I that was an awesome episode. Chad, did you get a chance to catch that one? 
Uh, yeah, I, well, I've only listened to the two that I were on was on, so <laughs> my, my list is really short. I've listened to all 49 episodes, um, and I do remember that one, and that was, it did not make my honorable mention list, but it was probably next up, because it's yeah. it's just such a horrific story and a horrific crime, and it's just very interesting to listen to and, and to bring it to light, because I grew up in Hannibal, so this wasn't overly far from home. I'd never heard of it until oh, wow. the podcast. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's still big talk in Payson today, really. I mean, there's still people that talk about the Fanschmidt murders. And, you know, I had a guy just recently that was like, um, he was talking about a house because there's a house on the on the foundation, on the slab that where the Haunted Tavern used to be. And it wasn't long. He wasn't about that house. It was about, well, you remember where the Haunted Tavern was at, where the Fanschmidt's used to live at, right? It, that, and so we're, we're 100 years into the future, and that's still being talked about today. Wow. So, Pretty crazy. All right. So now we're on to you, Chad. We get to open up your uh, top five list with your number five. What do you got? Yeah, this one's hard because I hate to say it's a favorite episode because it's such a tragic story. But I thought season one, episode two, the first one out of the gate was the St. Francis fire. And again, growing up in the area, I had never heard of that. And again, such a horrific, horrific story. Um, But I thought it was interesting because I, I like to learn new things. And that's one thing I love about the Wild Quincy podcast is there's stuff that even though I've been here all my 40 some years that there's things I still don't know and, and things that I pick up on. Yeah. Yeah. That was, I think we, Travis and I've talked about this in the past and I think that there's ever a time that we want to maybe re like do a, like a remix, if you will, of wild Quincy. I think that's one of those episodes. We, it was so interesting and it, we were so fresh and young out of the gate that I wish we would maybe have done it later in the, a future yeah. season. So we could have been a little bit better with the episode, but I mean, Travis, I'll, I'll go ahead and say this. Um, that was my next one. That was my number four pick. So, um, so with that note, one of the things I found was really great was that um, you, Travis, you did most of the research for that. You got a lot of help yeah, that, with the diocese from that, right? Yeah, absolutely. They were uh, very helpful um, providing information. It's one of those stories that I'd been familiar with for maybe about 10 years prior, uh, but I hadn't done as deep of a dive. So I knew some things, but I I learned a great deal about that the actual one of the items of that story is a kind of a tragic story of Sister Theotima mm-hmm. or Theotima. There's a little uh, back and forth on the name, and I'm going from the cuff here. But uh, I was able to to get in touch with the School Sisters of Notre Dame, their archivist, who provided way more information because the Sister Theotima she lost her hands because of the, the disfigurement of the burns from helping the children get out of there, and and she was this this kind of tragic figure that went went up and was able to live a productive life. She even had uh, artificial hands, ended up in Canada. And just to see what happened to her and how that story of her own story unfolded was really interesting. And it was kind of a left turn I didn't uh, foresee coming in, in research, but really great episode. Yeah, it's um, and those hands are still in Quincy, right? That's the legend. The the I've looked into it a little bit. I can't find a lot of information, but her her disfigured uh, hands that were removed, amputated, were allegedly buried in the cemetery plot, which I believe is if you're looking uh, oh, north of uh, towards the ri- yeah towards yeah if you're looking towards the river in the cemetery at the grave, it's kind of a zone. If you look in the what would be the northwest area of the little plot. That's, I believe, is what the story was, is where the hands were placed in its own kind of kind of coffin. I, I didn't find a lot of good information about it, it what, if 
that's true or not. So, Chad, you may circle back. You 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 kind of had a look of shock. Did, did you not? Did you not know that? <laughs> well, no. I, I'm thinking like when you said hands, I was like, who wants to see that? Thinking of, then I was like, oh, it must be her artificial hands, and maybe they're on display somewhere because. You know, back then, we went too. I'm like, I don't remember that. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's like Terminator Two when he's, you know, he has the yeah, yeah. the hand. But then when you talk about his her real hands and they're not buried with her, because I her. guess she lived for years without them. So yeah, she went a long time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They buried her hands she, in the cemetery in Quincy, but she's buried somewhere else, right? She, uh, yeah, she's actually, I think. Oh gosh, you're putting me on the spot. Somewhere Wisconsin, um, I thought, right? Yeah, she was up north. Yeah. She was in Canada for a while, and then Wisconsin, I believe, somewhere right on the border, if not over the border. Yeah. But uh, I have to refresh my own memory. Yeah. It was really, but it was really a great episode. I, I'm with you on that, Chad. I think that uh, it was one of the very strongest ones that we had just coming out of the gate because it was so such a big part of the history of Quincy. And then, crazy thing about that is, ever since we've done that episode, we've learned so much more about the history of Quincy. And there's a you mm-hmm. know so many more stories that that we've we've been covered throughout the years. And and but yeah, that one really sticks out to me definitely. And like I said, that was my number four too because it's just an amazing story and and unfortunate because it was it was heartbreaking for the whole community. And they talked about it for months sure. after it had, the event happened in 1899. So. Uh, yeah, crazy story. So that was my number four, Travis. So we get to go to your number four. Well, Chad, get ready because number four for me was Chuck Schultz. I should have brought that up <laughs> earlier in the conversation. <laughs> kind of forgot what the rules were. Now I'm catching up um, for all the right reasons Chris said. And just uh, he's he's such a storyteller of, of the of our childhood yeah. things we remember. So yeah. definitely great to talk to Chuck. Well, well since we're so. talking rules, uh, it, it, Chuck is also on my list. But not number four. So do I go ahead and bring that up, or do I just wait? Yeah. I, well, it doesn't. I think unless it's whatever, unless it, it's it doesn't matter. We, we can do whatever we want. We're flying by the seat <laughs> of our pants. <laughs> There's no rules to this game. <laughs> that that episode was my number one. Oh wow! I, yeah, I oh, think okay. I remember that episode just being glued to well, you're not the TV, but to the radio because I, I listen to your podcast as I drive. I do a lot of work in Hannibal, so that's one of my uh, my uh, commute things that I listened to. And I just remember being enthralled with the whole episode. And Chuck is such a, a genuine guy. And you guys are right. When you talk to him, you get so many other stories. And if there's six degrees of separation, if you know Chuck Schultz, it's a one degree of separation. <laughs> I mean, that man so is true. so connected. And some of the stories he'll tell, he doesn't, he's not a, a braggy person, right? He's very humble. But if you yeah. get to talking to him, he will tell you stories of things. You're like, you know who, how did you know him? What you were in the right place at the right, like, how does this happen to one yeah. man? Yeah, it's it, it, well, and, he, and it's funny thing. Travis ran into him recently, and he actually, I think, he told you he's kind of become a fan of the show as well. So <laughs> it sounds like he's listening. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully Good. he is. But he he alluded to possibly visiting with us again in the future. So we'll be excited yeah. for that opportunity yeah. should it arise. Good guy. It's it's yeah. It's uh, again. There's so many stories there that he's got. Uh, History of Gogo. I, I'll throw that out there too. Uh, he's been on there numerous times. So if you guys are looking for some other options, you may be curious yeah, about some listen more about Chuck and in his endeavors and in his history with Quincy. Check out History of Gogo. That's a a great podcast to check out as well. Uh, has some Quincy stuff in it. So, uh, so if we did that, do we want to? You got a number four for me, Chad? I do have a number four, and that was the Levy Walker. Oh, because 
Yeah, because the, the, I'm finding my favorite episodes are the are the ones that are kind of out there a little bit and mysterious, and also the people episodes. So that one was just yeah. fun because it's just such a uh, an interesting folklore kind of story. And I grew up in Hannibal, and there was a, a place there called Screaming Johnny's, and it was oh, yeah. a, kind of a similar story where you would go back to what was called White Bear Caves. And you'd go back, there's a teenager, and you'd come out with your lights off, and you would see the red light coming at you from the other way, which was essentially just a car driving away from you on a different road. But <laughs> it's that it's that sense of, of nostalgia no, for that me. was a demon. That oh, was a was demon. It? Dang, that well, he never demon. caught me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I never Big did misconception. Yeah. Definitely demon, though. Yeah. So I, I enjoyed that episode, too, because it, it reminded me of that. And it's just that, like, creepy, you never know. Is it real? Is it not real? You just don't really know. The crazy thing about that is that we, for our Patreon fans out there, are wild things. We actually went and did a Patreon outing where we sat on the levee and watched to see if we could see anything. We yeah. had some weird stuff happen that night. Uh, it, it is still the funny thing is, and what I was getting to is that it's still something we talk about today. Like, should we go back again? Because maybe this idea would actually make it happen. Or, you know, we, we still have these ideas of like, well, this could be this or this or that. And, you know, it's, it's, um, yeah, I, w- I have a whole, I have a whole new idea. On oh, the I won't spoil it. You want to share it now? Oh, you don't want to yeah. spoil it yet? No. Nope. Okay. Um, but I will say that, you know, it's, it was one of those episodes where it was kind of funny because, we always negotiate, or I shouldn't say negotiate, but we always talk about what we want to do for the season. It is a strict negotiation, really. There's lawyers involved in everything. Um, but no. Uh, Seems to be kind of uh, par for the course for Mr. Ketters <laughs> over there. Around, if you're around me, yeah. Um, we played the fifth. Yeah. Uh, but no, when I was, when, when Travis brought it up, I was like, no, this this won't be a good out. I, I, don't, I don't think this will work. I don't think it'll be anything. And then it ended up being an amazing episode, and, and we've had so much uh, feedback about it, and it's been... Um, it's something that's still continuing today. Travis, I don't know if you want to add anything to that, but you know, I'm glad you I said think yes. My, my my favorite thing about the Levy Walker episodes uh, could only be experienced by you and I, Chris, and that would be sitting on the levee at midnight, and then you have a, a couple of fishermen or hunters oh, coming yeah. back from parking, you know, getting their boats in from docking out there. And here we are just sitting there, I think at one point in lawn chairs on the top of the levee, just stared off into the distance, <laughs> and there is no other way to get past us. You can't go anywhere else to get 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 back from that dock, and uh, and they were forced to go over the little levee hump there with two extreme weirdos just Ooh, yeah. sitting in lawn chairs at midnight. And it was both no ways. Lights. It was like they probably thought that we were yeah. crazy sitting on the levee, and we <laughs> thought they were probably crazy because they were hunting at like midnight. So I mean, it worked out. Is any of this it's a legal? rare treat in life? <laughs> Uh, as far as we can tell, yes. Okay. All right. <laughs> yeah, it was. It's public domain that that yeah. little strip there. Uh, but yeah, I think it's rare in life that you get the opportunity to uh, have a scenario where two people are afraid the opposing two people might be trying to kill them at the same time, <laughs> and, then, and that's and that's kind of just what safe. you get. Yeah. 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 It's it, just this this awkward exchange of like a little bit of fear, a little bit of like aggression yeah. from fear. And then uh, you, you have to slow down. You can't just like go by there at sixty. You will you will ramp with your car, and so uh, they were forced to do the slow roll to the creepos, and that, that's a fun. I was experience. going to Travis. Be cool. Be cool. They're coming. Be cool. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Almost cracked the top five. That was on number number yeah, seven. Yeah, that's a good one. I, I wouldn't even have thought of that one. So yeah, that's a, that's a that's a really good one. Um, so I guess I'm back up. Uh, this is going to be coming to no surprise to pretty much anybody. Uh, season three, episode five, 
It has to do with something that happened in downtown Quincy, and it also happened in Palmyra, and that was the 1945 Quincy tornado. Oh, uh, yeah. That was a good one. Yeah. Uh, I, I obviously have always had a, a fascination and a love for severe weather and, uh, to really get the opportunity to dig into that episode and talk about, you know, what happened and then, you know, take a look at the pictures because I, I'm pretty sure that they haven't really been looked really in depth since 1945. So to kind of have fresh eyes, taking a look at it and actually seeing the damage. And I believe it ended up, they classified it as an F2, which I feel like it's probably about right. Uh, but you know, it was a it was crazy about how much damage there was, but the most the craziest thing, if you will, is I, I have, I searched and I couldn't find it. The only exception might be the tri-state tornado from 1925, but I'm pretty sure that that would be the only tornado in United States history to hit two different courthouses in two different States. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. So, uh, kind of a nice little add on to, to that, uh, 1945 tornado. And by the way, if you go to our website, we have a, a map that we actually, put the pinpoints of all the damage locations with pictures. And we also put the, 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 the actual yeah, pathway the path, of it. Yeah. yeah. So it's a very cool thing. So if you didn't get to check that one out, uh, definitely do. So, all right, I'll get off my severe weather horse and I'll turn it over to you, Travis, for your uh, number three. Okay. Number three, Chris, for me, we haven't talked about it yet. This one was kind of a sleeper, honestly, but for me, it was really interesting. That's, Season three, I believe, it was in the middle of the pack, I want to say. It was Quincy's Oceans 11. Oh, yeah. And this is the story of a Scott Dunlap who was a criminal mastermind. They called him Hustlin' Bob. He made some money on the riverboats doing some uh, some shady deals. He was a, a smooth dress, looks like a Ryan Gosling of the 1930s in some photos you can see on the website uh, blog. But they, they came into Quincy, scoped the area out, scoped out the first national bank. It's no longer there, but it would have been at the the see, would have been the southwest corner of fifth and or fourth. It'd be fourth and Hampshire Street. It's currently an empty lot. Um, but they, they did like an Ocean's Eleven style job where they broke in from the roof of the second floor going down. So I guess from the second floor uh, floor that would be into the ceiling of the vault and got in through the vault. And disappeared before anybody knew what happened. So it was, it's a crazy story of uh, all these guys with great gang names from the, you know, this, this is like 1800s era. So pretty pretty quality stuff there. And do you remember how much they got away with? Oh, I want to say it was about, oh my gosh. Because if I remember it, it would was, have been millions. It was something. It was one of the, it was, yeah. Was it a million? I was thinking it was like like 800,000 or something. But in today's it, money, it would have been. It was a lot. Yeah. Several million. <clears throat> it was. Yeah, um, I should have wrote that down. Yeah. Uh, well, if you're searching real quick, I, 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 that was a weird one because it actually has been. I, I thought it would have more exposure and we would have a lot. It was. It's been a sleeper. I think that's a lot that a lot of people don't realize how impressive that episode actually is because it happened here in Quincy. And this is like at the time it was the biggest bank heist in the history. Yeah. Until they they outdid themselves like a couple yeah. of years later. Yeah. And it happened day. right here in Quincy. It's just amazing. So, yeah, good episode, definitely. Chad? Yeah, I'm going to get weird again. The okay. UFOs in Quincy. Like UFOs. <laughs> UFOs. Did you just say UFOs? We're doing UFOs? The, the, really? The UFOs in Quincy. Wow. Yes, we are. Um, and like I said at the beginning of this episode, I like to learn things, and I learned that episode that MUFON was founded in Quincy. Had no idea. We didn't either until we researched that. And I remember that specifically. We were going through Quincy Herald Week articles, and I was looking up UFO stuff, and 
I was like, wait a minute, what's this kind of, and I reread it. I'm like, oh my gosh, they had their first MUFON meeting here in Quincy and the founder is from Quincy. Yeah. It's like, holy cow. Yeah. Blew my mind. And when I was it's in, not on a, it's not on a lot of history sites of Quincy, I guess they're not too proud of it. <laughs> they're not, they're not having a usual yearly event for that. I'm guessing. So, right. Yeah. Right. Not yet. Not yet. Uh, <clears throat> Excuse me, that story obviously had a little bit of implications personally for me because uh, both Terry Mosby was our guest on that episode. And um, that was when we found out in talking with each other that both of our families had incidences with UFOs that happened in the same amount of like a a, like a stretch of like it might have been the same night, actually. Um, And where we had our first and only ever crop circle, which is still the talk of the neighborhood in uh, northern Payson. Uh, that uh, uh, that uh, the Ketter's Farm had the crop circle. Speaking of Patreon outings, we also spent we also spent an evening at the location where the crop circle was. It was cold <laughs> as all get outs, <laughs> as I remember. Did anyone randomly Freezing. walk up like the wa- the levee walkers or? Yeah, no, no. There was a, there was a side hustle you didn't mention, and that was the potential to see the Northern Lights. Yes, oh. yes. And not just that, but to get such a really wonderful view of the midnight sky mm-hmm. that uh, is not going to be found in the city lights. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, it was a good, it was, we froze our butts off, but it was a good time. But we it's had pizza, beverages yeah. that kept us warm. And that was the most important. Yeah. Hot not chocolate. that that warm. Yeah. <laughs> that would have been a good idea in, in hindsight, yeah. Chad. Yeah. So, no. Oh, cool. I was not expecting the the unexplained from you, Chad. You're, you're, yeah. you're pulling them out here. I'm surprised. Yeah. So I'll take it. I like it. Well, my next one isn't unexplained as well as we're now into the number two. So I have my first and only unexplained episode. This came out of season one, episode four. Do you have any idea what this one might be, Travis? Mm. You have a t-shirt. Bars and churches. Bars and churches. Yes. That would be my number two because uh, made my honor. That was number six for yeah. me. That almost cracked. The top you you five. had me yeah. very confused because you must not have counted your intro episode as episode one because I also have season one episode four and I'm like, uh, it's not <laughs> unexplained. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we the, that otherwise this would be pointless and we'd have to stop right now because now we're actually at fifty one episodes with our oh, intro. Okay. All right, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. So, <laughs> so nope. yeah, no, no, we're good. Uh, I thought about that too because when I was going through and I was like, well, actually, you know, if you go on a website or on, on a listener, it says it's fifty one. But eh, okay, yeah, uh, anyway, you, you've seen that uh, that we're, we're living on a throne of lies, everyone. This is all. <laughs> Turn so, it off. Just, no. <laughs> oh, yeah. Step away. Media. Step away. Garbage. Uh, but Walk no, ch- uh, bars and churches, I, I think that was one of them, uh, you know, especially coming right out of the gate with uh, real early in our very first season. It brought up a lot of cool questions, and I was able to deep dive in like denominations and, and find out about the statistics, not only of Quincy, of obviously it's a major Catholic town, but you know, then also taking a look at Hannibal, which is more Baptist, and then taking a look at other other religions and other communities and, and really get a feel for why we had so many bars and why we still have so many bars and churches on every corner in Quincy, and it's still still around today. I, I mean, Chris, I, I will commend you. You found all kinds of amazing little data points in there. 
the show notes of that episode, I think it has the link to your document or else uh, screenshots from it. And it lo- it's there's more graphs in this than there are on most companies' <laughs> annual reports. <laughs> it's impressive just how many little data points he was. I think your true calling might be analytical. Yeah, it might be. So it might be. I, I'm a whiz when it comes to Excel. I can tell you that. So maybe that's my second calling. But yeah, I love that episode. It was. Uh, it really opened my eyes up and uh, really opened up the eyes to kind of give us an understanding of why the heck Quincy is the way it is, which... That's why we love it, right? So, all right. So, Travis, on to your number two. What you got? Uh, number two for me was very recent. This is Ted Crowley. Oh, yeah. The Ted Crowley episode. As, as criminal as you can get, I tell you, never before in Wild Quincy have we kind of hit on a topic that had so much feedback. Uh, we, we kind of suspected it was going to be a pretty good-sized episode as far as the reception goes. And it, it definitely was number one with a substantial lead. Um, the man was a infamous figure in Quincy, regardless of which it, how you feel about him. Just going by the books of the facts, a uh, lot to talk about, even more beyond the facts, it sounds like. When he was more recent, too, so people could exactly. relate. More people still around. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, that was by far our biggest episode to date. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's it's been it was an amazing journey. And, and you know, you can kind of lean a little bit into, uh, you know, talking about the other one and Leo Moncton as well. I mean, so they yeah. both were such it's one of those where you gone down a pathway that, you know, the 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 newspapers can't, you know, they wouldn't. They aren't. They're not going to go down a path. You know, in the past. So we have the safety net of about fifty years, and yeah, hopefully not too exactly. many people still around to whack us here. Exactly. So. Um, well, you're still no, here. That, so. that was that was a good one. Yeah. Well, yeah. We, exactly. We were concerned a little bit, but uh, and we've 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 had some people tell us that we're liars too. I don't know if you caught that one on Facebook or not, Travis. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there was some dispute over where the uh, his incident where he shot a uh, person the kneecap twice was. Um, listener on Facebook had or had some disagreements in the location i'm using what was in the newspapers yeah. i told him to please tell us more he hasn't took us off on that offer yet but we're yeah. we're ready to, to admit we're wrong whenever the opportunity Absolutely. comes so let us know but you have to be proven that way first that's right. That's right. Yeah. I can talk a lot of stuff about a lot of stuff and not really know what I'm talking well, about. Well, and, and that's why to give a plug for Patreon real quick is because we left all the facts that we knew from the newspapers in here, and then we let the Patreon side be that this is all the crazy stuff that happened that we can't prove. The good stuff. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, oh, yeah, great number two, Travis. I, I'm totally on board with you on that one. I thought you were going to pick something else, but we'll talk about that in a minute. Uh, Chad, your number two. Did we already do that? Yeah, one? no, we didn't, okay. and it's gonna get weird, um, <laughs> because this is the season one episode. What I think four. you're doing? Are you? No. I, you? I'm doing exactly what you think I'm doing, but not for the reasons you think. So Ooh. it was the episode titled "That Time That One Guy Was on TV," and it was. <laughs> it was that's awesome. <laughs> at least it's not my number one, right? All right. Yeah. But the reason I like that—that's the first one I was on with you guys. But we talked about people from Quincy who have done well and and. You know, we're famous or whatever, been on TV mm-hmm. and in movies. And I love when people that we know or from our town do good things. And that was one of those episodes where just everybody on there that we talked about was doing good things, I think, for the most part. Yeah. Yeah. And that's it is kind of funny. You were, you did mention when we had our luncheon that you said, well, I already know what two of the episodes are going to be. Right. Those are the ones I run. But you had good reasoning behind that one. Yeah. So that, that's it wasn't because really I was so. in it. You could have had anybody <laughs> well, in there. But 
That was a big part. Let's it be It was. It was. It was good, I, it was good no. for both of us. Yeah. So, no. We enjoyed having yeah. you. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah, man. it was a really good one. I, I enjoyed doing that too. And, and again, going back to like the stuff you don't know about, that goes mm-hmm. back to the same thing. It's like, man, there's so many people that were uh, significant to Quincy's history or, or yeah. belonged to Quincy and, and had such big accomplishments throughout the, the world, really. So, it's amazing to see that. So, yeah. Well, if you guys ever do Wild Hannibal, there's a lot of stuff in Hannibal, too, of people that you don't know about that's not Samuel Clemens that And not wearing shoes. Right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So Okay, I was like, what? Shoeless Joe, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Bill Lear, who invented the Lear Jet. Hadn't got there yet. Yeah, Yeah. and the car radio, the voice of Jiminy Cricket, Ukulele Ike was from there. The first woman in the country to cast a vote after the 18th Amendment was passed. Wow. Was it the 18th? It was in 1918. And it, it was passed it was ratified and it was like some dinky little municipal election in august and she just happened to be the first woman in the country to cast a vote wow see that's wow wild that hannibal. is wild that's why it's wild hannibal we found our, <laughs> a wild hannibal host there. <laughs> yeah that's what i'm ghost. thinking <laughs> well that's bankroll that baby or maybe that's you right could, you could start a new one called hannibal bullshit and then you know <laughs> <laughs> this is this week's lawsuits we love the hannibal people yeah, same absolutely absolutely uh i i'm moving there so you know I Ooh, love he's him. all in i am committed all right so committed before we get to our number ones which chad's already did his but uh maybe he'll he'll give us a couple other things but uh we wanted to hit up some honorable mentions uh travis do you want to start with maybe some honorable mentions that you didn't quite make the list that you didn't get to bring up yeah, a lot of them have come up already, Chris. I'll start number 10 here. Uh, this one did not get discussed. And that's Quincy and the Civil War. Oh, yeah, that was on my list, uh, too. It was a really interesting insight. You, you hear so much in history about the Civil War from a large scale. But when you really kind of look into a deeper look into the lens and fo- just concentrate on the Quincy area, the dynamic in Quincy alone was so much different than just what you might expect. And it was really interesting. I learned a lot from that. I never had a understanding, and I have always questioned that, and we were able to figure that out, about what the tension was like between the sides of the river, between Quincy and Hannibal. Mm-hmm. And yeah. getting that feel yeah. for actually there was a decent amount of tension, it, it was kind of impressive. And then secondly, um, you know, we, we always said, and this is something we kind of pointed out, we love Quincy, obviously, and, and Quincy's always been good and friendly to, to those, but... There also have been times where it's not been so friendly and there was, you know, obviously the slavery and, you know, you had the people that were pro-slavery and they were very adamant about that in the Quincy area. So you had this division. Uh, yeah, we're we're known to be in a friendly town and Quincy being a friendly town, but it was interesting to see that that component actually did still exist in the Quincy area, right? So um, that was an eye-opener for me. That was actually on my top five until like I had to really make a decision, and I ended up pulling it and putting it on honorable mention too. But what else you got? And Well, I was going to say, and plus the Underground, uh, the underground Railroad aspect, like the Dr. Richard Eels house and, and just how historic yeah. that is with that time period as well. Yeah, also at number nine I had, and this I'm surprised this hadn't come up yet, Chris, for you, but – uh, the crash at Baldwin Field, the episode where we focused on that, I think uh, the way we went about it and really getting into the details with the actual investigative report and everything else was just re- really put you in the mindset of what was that day like. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I think uh, that was that was a, a big one for me, Chris. Okay, what else you got? The Ellington Stone. Uh, this was a sleeper episode, I thought. For several reasons, the Ellington Stone is this mysterious stone found just just teeny bit north of Quincy, basically Quincy, in a creek bed 
by a farmer, and I forget exactly when it was, but it has an, um, mysterious carvings in it that uh, it could change the course of history, allegedly. Hmm. But the person who first found it tainted the stone by scraping around too much, trying to clean out the etchings. And so there's really no good way at this time to validate it, to see, you know, if there's any truth to it. it what, what it, you know, it's just this mystery that's in a Quincy Museum right now, just sitting there mocking us because we'll never know for sure exactly <laughs> the significance behind this strange stone and the journey of, uh, of the man who dedicated his life to yeah. it. He was a, a crazy, uh, I wouldn't say crazy figure, but it's crazy, interesting topic to go and listen to. Lots of lots of fun angles on that one. Okay. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. That was definitely a sleeper one for sure. Uh, what else you got? So, yeah, Levy Walker and Bars and Churches yeah. rounded out the seven yeah. and six. So yeah, we're, we're cool. over. Moving on. Uh, Chad, do you want to give your, did we miss any of your honorable mentions? Um, yeah, so I have five as well in no particular order. The The most recent one you guys did on Father Augustus Tolton. Oh, yeah. Um, I found interesting because he is originally from Rawls County, Missouri, as am I. So right. that was always a nice tie. And I love um, the history making of it and the, the first black priests yeah. in the, in yeah, the that's country. Gonna be, I, I just want to point out that if when this does go through, this is going to be so massive for Quincy. It's going to be insane. Yeah. It's going to be amazing to yes. see that happen. I hope yeah. it happens in our lifetimes. I do too. It's, You're talking about sainthood. Yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely. Because you, you yeah. guys talked about it. It's not a quick process. But no. I mean, in the grand scheme of things, his process is, has been expedited, but it's still taken yeah. years <laughs> yeah, to right. get that going. Yeah. Uh, Quincy Underground, with the underground caves, I have yeah. always found fascinating, and I'm jealous you guys got to go check them out because I've always wanted to go in and have never gotten to. We have contacts. Um, we, we, we'll see if we can work something out for you. All right. All right. All right. All right. Cool. And then the other one, uh, gosh, I'm embarrassed, but the other one that I was part of, <laughs> Quincy on TV. But oh, again, yeah. I think it's just interesting when you have folks from here, small town America, go on and, and do good things, whether it's in movies and Hollywood and people were on game shows and stuff. I just think that's, that's fun to share. Yeah. Michael Swango was an interesting mm. one to me because it, when I was on TV, one of my coworkers, Ross Green did a whole series on this and uh, was Emmy nominated. I don't think he won, but he, anyway, he was nominated for an Emmy and if he did great, but it was a really good report and it's an honor just to be nominated. I've heard. I wouldn't know. <laughs> um, <laughs> Yet, um, yet you never pretty know. sure that's in the past, Travis. <laughs> they might have a podcast. They might have a podcast. Never know. Uh, so Swango, and it's like I know people who worked with him, and so that was really interesting mm. to me. And then the the other honorable mention, one that will blow everyone's mind, that I picked this one is the one you guys did with Chris Dewar because huh. I'm not a sports person, but Chris is amazing at what he does, and Chris is a friend of mine, and I much like the Chuck Schultz interview was what's the word I want to listen to just completely enamored with. And you held my attention the entire time, even though it was about something that I didn't necessarily care about the subject matter, but yeah. it was like the, the way Chris's passion was felt in that episode and the stories he told was, uh, it, it just set real well with me. Yeah, I agree. Um, we have a childhood history with Chris, um, kind um, of. Okay. So yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, that was obviously that was a long time ago. But uh, you know, we we spent time with him as a when we were teenagers, I guess. Um, In what he, sport? he You're just to go ahead. <laughs> I see what I'm saying now. That doesn't sound good. Um, <laughs> no, no, we we did a discovery post for Vegas. Vegas is probably not the way to go in this story, Chris. 
we did the discovery post we weren't boy scouts that's right but we did this thing it was a media thing and he was we got to ride along with him up to macomb when the when the rams were were doing preseason or practice up there um we had a big neck comment he we dared him to say the word big neck on the air um he did that and it's because he was notorious for doing those so he he said that you know i think mark mcguire hit a home run all the way to big neck illinois or something (laughs) like that um yeah yeah. uh so but no chris was amazing that was a, a exciting one uh, I do want to throw out, kind of talking about that sports aspect to uh, Matt Chuckman. We had him on to yeah, do Matt's about a the good Blue Devil, and, yeah. and I really enjoyed that one as well. I've gotten more and more over the years less into sports, but um, yeah, it's uh, it's uh, it was really cool to talk with those as well uh, to and, talk about the sports stuff. And even talking about Chuckman, like the history of the Blue Devil, I think is fascinating because you hear all the stuff now of professional teams getting away from certain mascots and everything, mm-hmm. and yet Quincy still, and I guess duke gets to keep the the devil but it's just i think i think sports guys are okay with the satanism aspect i think it's just the the native american (laughs) stuff where things get a little iffy which is kind of weird if you think about it right i don't know yeah seems like somebody would think both targets would be equally as bad yeah i don't know yeah all right, well, let me give you my honorable mentions real quick. Uh, there's a couple on here I'm actually surprised, uh, except for one. None of you guys have mentioned these. Mm. Uh, the Civil War is the one that you guys did mention that was on my honorable mention. It was probably one of the top fives, as I mentioned before, before I kind of changed things around. Uh, I also want to throw out one, again, uh, another fan of uh, the, uh, the the show and another uh, guest that we love having on, and that is uh, Rodney Hart with The Mummy Man. Yeah. That was an amazing yeah, yeah, episode. Yeah, that was good. Yeah, yeah. Um, World Freefall Convention, it was one of those where we all remember it growing up, and and, and as we moved along and got older, it was still around, obviously, but um, talking about that and finding out about the crazy stories about what really happened in Tent City uh, was kind of exciting. Uh, I, say, I'm of, old enough. I covered that for the news. We were there, too, man. I, we weren't okay. that far behind you. You're fine. You're yeah. not that old. Um, so um, McCloskey Murders. Uh, we had Jennifer Winley on, and that mm-hmm. was fun to have Jennifer on. Uh, then the last one I have on my list is uh, one that's crazy. We did a whole season of these of the what ifs, and the one I really enjoyed. Actually, I kind of enjoyed both of them, but uh, the what if the world ends was probably one of my favorite what if episodes that we did. So, yeah, we, we scared everybody to sleep that night. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. A lot of paranoia yeah. to be had. So, yeah, but always go. good to think about because you never know. That's right. All right. Well, Travis, I think we have some number ones left. That looks about right. right. Chris, you want to kick yeah, it off? Yeah, I will take the reins because I was kind of quiet on this one, but you already did mention it. And that would be my number one would be the Baldwin Field airplane crash. Um, oh, I thought about Yeah. That one for me was, you know, I've, I, and Chad, you, you understand this too, and I'm sure you've had experiences like this, but. Uh, you know, I've been I've done radio for many years, and we've done this podcast, been podcasting for many years. But when we recorded that episode, it actually choked me up doing that episode mm-hmm. because we got into some stuff, and there was some specific things that was said. I read the whole transcript, and we talked about it on the um, on the podcast itself. Uh, but there was a couple things that uh, really hit me. You know, the first one being a little bit more paranormal and that the captain smelled smoke when they were in Burlington. And so it's mm-hmm. not a sign of things to come. But the thing that really, really hit me on that was when she mentioned right before they landed, it was like six minutes before they landed about how beautiful the sunset was. Yeah. And it was just one of those moments where it was just like tranquil and everything was peaceful and normal. And they were just admiring the beauty of the world. And then all of a sudden everything changes. 
So that for me just really, and it still does just thinking about and talking about it right now. It just, it just really hits me just thinking about that because it was such an amazing, such a, a disastrous experience and, and such a disastrous thing that happened. And we had Matt Schmidt on that you work with Matt now and, mm-hmm. um, and you know, Matt kind of conveyed it from a different perspective of understanding what was happening on the ground. And he spent days and days out there and it was just, um, I, I, you know, it's kind of faded as time's gone by and it's uh, become more of a thing of the past, but man, I remember specifically being at home and we only lived, you know, six or seven miles away from home. And I remember that night with the smoke billowing up from the airport and uh, it it still hits me today. What do you guys think? Uh, Yeah. I mean, such a horrific accident that happened out there and the human life, uh, boy, you can't under, you can't just understate what a horrific event that was for our area. Chuck even has a lot to talk about Chuck Schultz on Mm -hmm. that topic from his perspective in, in one of the History of Go-Go shows. Um, no, you did a great job, Chris. It was, it was some tough stuff to listen to, a lot of those those uh, transcripts from the airplanes. Um, boy, just uh, heartbreaking. You mentioned that sunset. Yeah. And it's hard, to, it's hard to find something good in something like that, but there was a lot of good that came from that horrific crash, and that was airport improvements and different techniques of flying in and out of the airport and everything. So, I mean, I guess you could take solace in that, but... Yeah, I said it's hard when you have something like that. Fourteen people in, yeah, to to yeah. find any kind of silver lining is. Rough. I mean, isn't I mean technically that still stands as the worst disaster to happen in Quincy, right? I mean, because I mean the St. Francis was eleven, right? Uh, eleven or twelve? So. Yeah. yeah. So, but you know, you're right with your saying about this, the improvements and stuff, and, and Matt brought that up too. He went to Washington D.C. for the for that, and um, you know, we have seen improvements, and and it's crazy because in more recent times, I've actually started to work towards my pilot's license, and now I know about more details about that that location mm-hmm. and how what happened and and the situation of what happened and, and it gave me a little bit more clarity to that night but it was still unfortunate about what happened and it just it, you know it's gonna probably live for a long time and i i still want to go back and we didn't really talk about it much but i would still love for us to someday really push to get some sort of some sort of remembrance thing out there or something along those lines we've become friends with uh the uh, assistant general manager operations manager out there so hopefully sometime down the road maybe that'll end up being a reality it would be nice to have a memorial out there and you know if you hadn't listened to the episode you're not familiar with the story no one that died that night was from the quincy area right so i don't know if that's why there's no memorial but it's still 14 souls that yeah tragically yeah, lost their life exactly, there. Yep. exactly what we were thinking yeah uh it's horrible yeah. so yeah that'd be great if, if maybe sometime we can get the ball yeah. rolling and actually get some traction and in, anybody has any thoughts or any things to help us along that way i still think that'd be a great thing to uh to think to do so all right well uh let's move on <laughs> uh travis do you have something a little more lighthearted to get us uh wrapped up no <laughs> yeah I, I i do okay you know what until this very minute i hadn't picked what my number oh, one was gonna be what lies yeah, yeah, i'm gonna, I, I'm gonna I facebook a, it i had a slash i had a slash there and uh i'm gonna go big this episode go real big Episode fifty. Big, no, well, that too. That's, that's gonna be a little hairier. Little hairier. <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking Bigfoot. Oh yeah! Oh that, my mm-hmm, gosh! Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you. I'll tell you why. It's it's not. I think a lot of it is leading up to the episode. Um, 
the thought of I used to joke uh, jokingly say we do a Bigfoot episode because it is so out there and wild and and fringe, and there hadn't been a lot of talk about sightings in in this area, so there was there really was no good reason to do it until I gotten stumbled upon a couple different paths, and then I I thought you know what if I if we were to do a Bigfoot episode. How could we present it so it, it was not saying that Bigfoot is real, because nobody could do that, but how can you even frame frame a conversation? And it became a huge thing of critical thinking, and which, you know, Dr. Michael Lorenzen is, is, has just such a great connection to that at WIU, where he utilizes the idea of Bigfoot to help promote the idea of critical thinking and and use that as a tool, even though it might seem ridiculous, use it as a tool. And the fact that we were able to make that happen, I think we, we you know, gave an episode that was pretty pretty balanced and had interesting, thought-provoking information without getting too kooky. So so we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah, because I always think, you know, growing up in Hannibal and, and Chris with you uh, in Louisiana, like Momo was right. always what... I heard about and so that's and you, I know you guys mentioned Momo in that episode, but that's what I always thought of when I thought Bigfoot. And when I was a kid, I lived by some woods and I used to love to go explore those woods. Mm. And gosh, again, blow your mind because if you know me at all, I'm not outdoorsy <laughs> at all. But I would always think like, oh my gosh, what if I, what am I going to do if I climb up in the woods and there's Momo? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, Travis, yeah. I really thought you were going to go a different direction with that. And I think it was, I thought you may have picked that as your number one because of the, what we refer to as synchronicities that happen after the fact. Because there's a lot of crazy. Only our patrons know, only the wild things know of these synchronicities that followed that episode for me. Yeah. Um, it, it, honestly, one of the weirdest series of events in, in my life. Yeah. Um, hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, a little tease. Yeah, there you go. There you go. We'll just leave that as a tease for you guys to check out. But yeah, it's uh, kind of a crazy, and it's still going on. That's the crazy part about it. It hasn't ended. There's still things happening. So, I've embraced it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so, very cool. So, uh, Chad. <laughs> Boy, we're, a lot of people are wondering what that's yeah, about. Yeah, man. Yeah, you just um, leave them hanging, um, man. Wow. I have questions. Sorry. Yeah. You get one. What's I'll your fear. one I'll question? <laughs> What are you talking about? <laughs> well, Travis, <laughs> too juicy of a tap. We're waiting. Um, all right, it's it's a place for wilder things. For oh yes, <laughs> maybe the wildest things, wildest Possibly. Quincy. Uh, all right, well, uh, Chad, did you want to throw anything in there? I know that you, you already used your number one. Did, was there anything that we missed that you wanted to, to hit up, or did we hit it all? No, I think I think it's good. I think uh, surprisingly, we only had a couple duplicates, so that was yeah, that was good, and just kind of proves the fact that this uh, podcast has something for everybody. Yeah. And and I do want to point out, guys, we've talked about this before, is that we're just getting started. That's the scary part. We still have a list of probably a hundred things to talk about. Uh, at least you're like the Simpsons; you're just never going to end. Exactly. That's right. Yeah, That's Wild right. Hannibal is going to have to wait. I'm just saying, we got a lot more Wild Quincy to get through. So. Maybe I'll beat you to the punch. There you go. <laughs> we can talk. We can talk in some arrangements. Uh, well, We can all be friends here. Well, I do want to point out real quick before we wrap up is that, uh, Chad, you kind of mentioned it already, but I was going to use that whole, this is actually my favorite episode because we've been able to make it this far. And it has been due to all of the people that have listened to us and supported us through these uh, first four seasons and first 50 or 49 episodes. Um, you know, if it wasn't for the people listening, we wouldn't even be at this 50th episode. So, I mean, if I want to get a little sa- sappy and sensitive, mental i i guess this is still my favorite episode so there you go oh that's good (laughs) otherwise you'd just be two grown men talking to yourselves in the basement which was what we were starting with at the beginning so it's great that we're not at that point anymore so yeah 
Travis, any thoughts? <laughs> uh, yeah, I only do this when we podcast. Sure, okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're absolutely right, Chris. I echo everything you just said. Uh, we kind of threw a little bit of a... We didn't know what was going to happen with a podcast, Chris. Especially, there's so many podcasts anyways in the world. And these these people, for the most part, have used the... <laughs> the broken part of our brains, and went for an audience that was global to, to really take a, a, a microscope to the entire world and just focus on the Quincy, Illinois, Adams County area. You can't necessarily use the same tactics to grow, but you do have some advantages on growing your audience on a local standpoint. And it's been kind of a fun tool for us to see how far into you know Quincy we can uh, um I spread to it sounds kind of like we're negative there but how how much how much can we pick up listenership from just using kind of interesting methods and it's been kind of a marketing experiment yeah. to be honest chris yeah. and uh, we just love the support that everyone has shown us and those who are still apparently discovering us even here at 50 and have you gotten into all 50 states because i know at I one point you guys you. were talking about yeah Travis. everybody but wyoming have you looked? Uh, you know, I I'm I'm in the probably around twenty if I had to guess. Twenty states? So. I thought we only had two left. No, no I'm talking about the oh, states. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm, I'm sleeping on the job. That here. was like a totally random like. <laughs> I know. I was not following where you were at, and you were not following I'm not where paying I was. Attention, at. and a question yeah. was lost, lost, uh, thrown my way. So yeah. I better answer with something. I believe you know I did reference that the other day, Chris, and I want to say that we picked up. Either Maine or Alaska. So I one of them still holding out, Maine. though, huh? One of them is holding out, and then you got uh, was it Puerto Rico? Yeah, territory? we're getting popular internet. Yeah. We we are now international. Just so you guys know. really. Yeah. So yeah. I I think we picked up either Maine or Alaska. One or the other is still dangling out there. As far as I'm aware, I need to revisit the map so here. The, and find the, out. the scrambled thing is in all lower forty eight. Uh-huh. We haven't hit Alaska and Hawaii yet, but we're also. In Germany, yeah. Australia, it's weird. Switzerland, it's interesting. It's weird. Well, it's, we it's, we had this weird thing that we there's certain country Travis that is really fascinated with us. Isn't that the case? Isn't there one that's uh, <laughs> you know we didn't talk about that episode, but the the episode you're referring to is our Rhoda Dairy yeah. episode, a tragic tale of a woman who was uh, just had a hard hand in life she was dealing yeah. with and was abused by some systems that aren't frankly as uh, you know enlightened as they are today uh, those people and and for some reason our south american audience just really loves that episode yeah. uh it's the biggest it's episode bizarre. down there that we have our website is always one and two on hits about that topic, and it's always from South America. So I don't, I don't understand the cultural significance there. It's, it's really wild to me. Yeah. So who knows? Yeah. So, well, Travis, uh, we have gotten officially through fifty episodes. We got uh, many more to come, but uh, this was a look at our top five favorite episodes of our first fifty so far. We'll be back with more after this on Wild Quincy. <laughs> Today's at Music Station 91.1. It's a Tuesday night and it's around 83 degrees. And we're at about, it's about quarter till nine. Anyway, you just heard a little 11 and that was down. So if you like that, you'll hear some more great music by Collective Soul with Jell coming up in the next couple minutes. 
But first, we have to go over the little weather thing that's going on. There's a tornado, or the tornado, yeah, right. A thunderstorm warning for up in Iowa. I don't know where it's at, but there's a thunderstorm warning out. So be cautious of the skies tonight as you go around. So let's get to that music. Um, it's a little gel by Collective Soul on today's music station, 91.1. Travis, I don't even know what to say. Uh, you know, does anybody know who that was? I guess I, you guys kind of know who it is, but do you think other people knew who that squeaky voice was? I don't think I can. Let's just that. say I remember him. It's, it's <laughs> I haven't seen him in a while. No, that is that would be uh, who? Tell us who that was, Chris. That would be CJ the DJ oh, right. from ninety one point wow. one The Rock. Yeah, we we uh, we prefaced this a long time ago that eventually this was going to come to light, and I figured now is the best time to do it since we're having an anniversary episode. Yeah, Travis and I, as you guys knew when we were younger, we had our imaginary radio right. station that we called ninety one point one The Rock, and so we would record stuff because back in the day, and Chad, I don't know, you probably remember this or not. But they used to have these things. They were microphones, and they were tuned to a certain frequency on the radio. So what would happen is, is you could tune to that frequency and then hit the record button on your cassette player and then record that channel that was being on that played on that mic. So you had your own microphone recording yeah. to use. I did not know. I did not know that. <laughs> I had no idea. <laughs> and I used I used to yeah. do stuff just like this. I mean, I I don't I yeah. can't imagine there's tapes of me. I'm still in existence of doing that. But yeah, I used to do like radio DJ and things like that when I was younger. Chris, how many tapes yeah. do you think you have? Oh, I digitalized them all. Um, so I probably have like four or five. And I know you got some too. I got like 20. Holy oh, cow. Now I could pull out some a lot from college when I actually did radio, mm-hmm. oh, which is, fun. you know, I mean, that's getting several years ago now too. But nothing when, from when I was like a teenager or, or a little yeah. kid. That would probably been like I would be honest. That probably was twelve year old Chris, maybe. I you know, think. I just I just want to thank you for hope. kind of you know that's a vulnerable thing to do is to, <laughs> I know this you know set yourself up for well, thirteen year old. But I'm just really thankful more than anything that you decided not to use a clip of me. Which is, <laughs> Stay tuned. I'm, I'm a little worried. Like, oh God, why didn't you do it? Is he got something special stored up? Because I know you have it. Yeah, you, you got the century mark coming up you eventually. Got the time so. machine. Yeah. yeah, or even that 51st yeah. episode. You never know. Oh, man, you never know. I did tell the people last episode we were struggling finding a throwback, so you might have to. Uh, I'm you know. sure we did fake commercials back then, didn't, didn't we? I looked. I thought we did. I was going to use uh, one of those. I, like, I got to get through my tapes. Any. Maybe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Find us some commercials. Uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, that was, uh, again, like I said, 18-year-old Chris. Uh, no, but you you keep changing. It was 13, 12, now 18. How old were you? <laughs> 2022. <laughs> it was just last year. It was last week. <laughs> yeah. My voice has really gotten deep lately. Um, you can do things yeah. with your voice in editing. That's right, you can. So, but yeah. Anyway, that's the throwback. Yeah, we thought you guys would enjoy that for a little I bit of a special thing. Did enjoy that, Chris? Thank so, you. Yeah, awesome. I appreciate that. So, how about we move on to the golden pipes? Let's hear it. And now it's time for words of wisdom from Adams County. All right, so Travis, it's time for the wit, the wisdom, the thing we love to talk about. 
Chad, do you love the folklore of Adams County? It it's a hit and miss. It depends on, it depends on what the topic is because sometimes <laughs> it does. Again, I'm I'm driving most times when I'm listening, and you know you'll you'll give your little tidbits. And I'm like, what? I don't get it. And then sometimes they're they're great. So yeah, it's, I don't think there's been an episode where I haven't had him repeat the last one because it's so absurd. <laughs> and I'm really not. This isn't a script. I mean, I legitimately am trying to process what my brain is just right? yeah. witnessed. Right. Yeah. At least yeah, you get yeah. to do it live. I'm in a car by myself. Like what the heck? <laughs> Travis doesn't get the option to rewind though. That's no. his thing. Uh, all right. So uh, so a couple things here. I decided since it's the 50th episode, I was looking at numbers that had like numbers that had 50 in them. Okay. So I was going through all the 50s, but I found out something very interesting while I was going through those. Did you guys know there are 253 ways to remove a wart according to this uh, book? I only know 230. Yeah. Well, give me a couple asking for a friend. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, like for example, forty fifty. Cut off the end of a green bean and rub it over your warts. Place the bean under the front door of your house, and the wart will soon be lost. Right, I'm gonna write that one down. Can I eat the green bean? I like green beans. Uh, forty one fifty is Jimson weeds. I have no idea what that is. Rubbed over a wart will cure it. And then this is the best one all, but I have more. We're going to have more, but this is just under the wart category is 4250. Let a toad wet on your wart mm, to cure hard it. Pass. <laughs> you get you got toad pee on your finger, right? That's what's happening. But isn't, there? isn't the toad that gives you the wart? When yeah, give it, yeah. you take it the way according to my mother <laughs> when I was five and in trouble. And then 5150 uh, is uh, might as well jump, right? Yeah, exactly. All right, so let me give you a few more that are that a little bit better. I I came across fourteen fifty is carrying a live spider in your pocket. You will always have money. Sometimes those days just happen without planning, though. (laughs) Just explains why I never have money. (laughs) This one I got a kick out of is twenty eight fifty to discover the child's future occupation. Set before him a on the floor a Bible, a dollar, and a bottle. If he takes the Bible, he'll be a preacher. If he takes a dollar, a banker, and a bottled a drunkard. Or he could write a Randy <laughs> Travis song. Here we go. All right. And then the, finally, the big one, this one, this one actually had me laughing pretty good. 1950. It uh, goes like this. If a black cat runs in front of me, I always try to pick it up and throw it over my left shoulder to keep from having bad luck. Words of wisdom from Adams County. Just don't hit CMS. <laughs> he takes a cat and throws it. The next one was something about something about throwing salt, you know, like the standard throw the salt yeah. and all that. But he's throwing cats. He's throwing cats. Poor yeah. cats. So what do you think, Travis? <laughs> You've got to quiet on me. You know, that kind, of, that kind of knowledge hasn't been given forever and ever. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So one last thing we got to finish up before we uh, wrap things up here is the question of the day. Oh, you guys right. been pondering this? Math. Not really. No. Yeah, it probably okay. should have been. Let's let's give you a recap. Uh, back during the flood of '93, its peak flow rate, the Mississippi River was moving over 7.5 million gallons of water every second. At that rate, how long would it take to fill up the old Bush Stadium to the brim with water? This was a big story back in '93. It was talked about a lot on the newscast and stuff. Why? Um, I'm not going to give you choices, but uh, you guys want to take a shot at how long it would take? I'm thinking it's not going to take long. I I mean, 10 seconds sticks in my head for some reason. Okay, Travis. I've forgotten what the, the quantity is. This is time, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. How okay. how many seconds? How many? Because my seconds? brain was messing with me, thinking that I had to have a number of like I didn't know how to care, 
ounce at that level? Do you go, what's what's your category of measurement <laughs> when you're talking stadiums? The um, volume of the stadium, volume. correct? Yeah. yeah. I changed, I actually changed it. It was metri- cubic metric something. I changed it to gallons. I found the equation so just gallons. gallons. Okay. So it's 7.5 million gallons every you know, second. I'm going to try to get in your head, Chris. And whenever okay. I do this, I usually get the, the thing wrong, but let's see what happens. Since this is the 50th episode, I wonder if maybe you're messing with a trend. Mm. But the fact that it would take only 50 seconds is, mm, I don't know, that'd be, you know what? I say it's as good as anything. I'm going 50. Good answer. Good answer. It's like Family Feud. Good answer, Travis. Good answer. Good answer. Yay. You're both wrong. Uh, So the answer is, you were close though, Travis, is 69 seconds. Oh, man. Yeah. So I'm sorry. I had to come up with some sort of question of the day for the next episode. That was the best I could do. Um, yeah. 69 Wait, seconds. So it only took a minute and nine seconds to fill up Old Bush Stadium with water when the flood of 93 happened. Every six, minute and eight seconds, the water filled the whole stadium up. But well, hold, did, it, did it actually fill up? Yeah, it would have been all the way to, you know, they had the arches. No, okay, that's what I'm like. I, I, you know, I'm kind of a news <laughs> no, junkie. Oh, you're saying you're asking if like, it really I filled so up? I so don't remember this with, happening. And a guy with a stopwatch. He was on a boat. He was very bored. You'd think he'd be in more of a hurry to attend you know, to his deeds a lot of, being in the middle of a flood. A lot of weird things happened that year. It was one of the most exciting games ever to happen at Bush Stadium. The great scuba match. <laughs> the scuba match <laughs> of 93. Yeah. Oh, boy. oh yeah well anyway we're not talking about the cardinals or bush stadium but we are talking about something else because it was one of the again talking about huge events that happen we're talking about flood in 93 mm-hmm. we are uh diving in because this is a big one obviously the 30th anniversary is coming up just around the corner Thanks. and uh not only are we uh going to tell you about the history but uh travis we got some we've got some special guests lined up that have never been on wild quincy hopefully I think you guys are going to recognize some of these voices. There's some uh, some potential heavy hitters here. Yeah, yeah so we, uh, we, we're we really excited about that. Uh, we're hoping to uh, get that put together for you coming up in, in a couple of weeks, and uh, we'll give you the history and also give a kind of a look back from some of the uh, people that uh, were involved with the 93 flood and get their get their takes on on back in the day of how, how things went down. So, well, before we wrap up, Chad, we can't thank you enough for being a co-host once again on Wild Quincy. We missed you we've been we've been wanting to get you back and we're glad to get you back for number 50 yes. well i sincerely appreciate the offer and um the offer stands anytime it's just it, i don't have a lot of time to do research it's got to be something i already know <laughs> something about kind of lazy that we way. understand yeah. that's all right well the next time we're going to have you on is going to be quincy on youtube so oh geez okay <laughs> <laughs> uh well no we thank you appreciate it so much uh travis before we wrap up are we missing anything no, thanks again, Chad. Always great to have you. You bring a, a razor sharp, quick wit, which I enjoy myself. And uh, go check out Scrambled again. Go check it out. The great podcast. Cool. Thank you so much. That's all Travis. I got. Thanks everyone for listening. We appreciate you guys listening to the fiftieth episode. We'll see you for another fifty of Wild Quincy. But uh, for Travis Hoffman and Chad Douglas, I am Chris Ketters. You've been listening to Wild Quincy. We'll catch you guys next time. Take care, everybody. Wild Quincy is released every other Tuesday and is produced by Chris Ketters and Travis Hoffman. Sound designed by Downdraft Sound and Editing and music by Travis Hoffman Music. I'm Bo Beecraft, and thanks for listening to Wild Quincy. Wild Quincy.